Welcome to Mom and Dad are Fighting, Slate's parenting podcast for Thursday, March 16th, the birthday on a budget edition. I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. I write the homeschool and family travel blog, Dutch Dutch Goose. I'm the mom of three littles, Henry, who's 10, Oliver, who's eight, and Teddy, who's six. We live in Colorado Springs, Colorado. I'm Zach Rosen. I make the Best Advice Show podcast, and I live in Detroit with my family. My oldest, Noah, is five and a half, and my youngest, Ami, is two and a half. I'm Jamila Lemieux, a writer and contributor to Slate's Care and Feeding Parenting column. I'm mom to Naima, who will soon be 10, and we live in Los Angeles. Today on the show, how to plan a kid's birthday party without breaking the bank. During the height of the pandemic, party expectations shifted, but it seems like things are getting more elaborate and extravagant. It's left at least one listener wondering how they can compete. Then, if you're sticking around for Slate Plus, we're going to be talking about everything, everywhere, all at once, winning the Oscars, and the love moms are getting. Here's what you'll hear if you have Slate Plus. It centers a superhero mom. like a, They explicitly like make a mom a uh, kind of unassuming woman who runs a dry cleaner, like they literally turn her into a superhero. So like, you can think about the metaphor of that, but they literalized it that moms are superheroes. As a Slate Plus member, you will get a whole bonus segment from us each week, zero ads on any Slate podcast, and you get unlimited access to the Slate website. Plus, it's truly the best way to support our show. So I hope you'll join if you can. You can sign up for Slate Plus now at slate.com slash plus. All right, we're going to jump into triumphs and fails as soon as we get back from this short break. We're back. Jamila, what have you been up to this week? So this past weekend, I mentioned a while ago that I was taking comedy classes. Uh, I repeated the class for a second time, which is something a lot of people do. I mean, there are people in the class that are comedians. They get paid for comedy and have been doing it for a while. So everyone's at different levels. But I took the class again, and we had our grad show on Saturday. And it went really well. Um, Yes. I did it with no notes. That's big. Wow. So it was like 10 minutes of jokes. Whoa, and 10 minutes, that's a lot. That's a yeah. Lot. Well, the trick I've learned, I've got a long story. Like, the one of my jokes is like a long story, so that probably cool. took up about seven minutes of it. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it went pretty well. I'm so proud of you. Did you feel good? Like, are you going to keep doing comedy stuff? I'm going to take the class again, uh, and I'll keep doing open mics at that club. I need to, like, get my nerve up to, like, do some open mics <laughs> elsewhere, get out of my comfort zone. But mm-hmm. I'm sticking with it for now. If nothing else, it's a great hobby. When does one become a comedian? I think she already is. <laughs> she yeah, makes like us I would laugh say every if you, week. If, you, if, you've done, if you've done this. But, like, do you consider yourself a comedian now? I don't think of myself as a comedian yet, no. I don't know. I think maybe when you, like, book a show that you get paid for, you know, or just getting booked for a show, period, like, somebody wants you to do comedy, I think that's when you're, like, a comedian. This is a big deal. Congratulations. Thank you. So that's amazing. Zach, how about you? What's going on with you this week? Well, Shira went to one of her best friend's weddings in Mexico last week, so she was gone from Thursday to Sunday. So I was thrilled for her that she got a vacation and it was just me and the kiddos. We survived. Everyone is okay. And uh, it was empowering. I mean, I've obviously had like solo nights here and there, but that was a four day, five day stretch. And actually, no, I didn't have school on Thursday or Friday. So it was, it was a good chunk of time. We did go to my mom's for one of the nights, which was 
really nice. But it was great. And I didn't realize it until Shira got back yesterday and I was like catching her up on all the tiny little things that feel monumental if you like haven't seen your kids in, in four or five days. That just like the the speed of their growth is just staggering and it's it's easy to forget if you're just right in the thick of it. Like Noah made her first salad the other day. Um, cucumbers, tomatoes, salt, olive oil, parmesan. She went a little heavy on the parm, which we talked about. But um, <laughs> that was more a matter of like not having the wrist action right for, she didn't think that it needed all that parm. She just kind of lost control of the container. And like, what else? Um, Ami isn't using his, his pacifier in the car anymore. Oh my gosh. So the, these like little tiny things, <laughs> yeah. but like you step away and it's like, oh man, these kids are growing fast. So yeah, it was great. I'm, I'm going to be going away for, for a couple days without the kids next month i'm excited for that and just the gift of being able to step away from the kids for a couple days and know that they're in good hands and vice versa is really great so happy that that we made it through and and excited for more mini trips away from the kids when it makes sense did you develop any like dad kid culture things because (laughs) we have like our own (laughs) when jeff is gone (laughs) we have like our own (laughs) culture that exists Right, Jeff that's is a great not in question. the house. <laughs> yeah, that's a good question. We did breakfast for dinner, um, which I wouldn't normally do. Not that Shira would care, but like we had oatmeal for dinner one night. And <laughs> it, it's fine. It's great. Mm-hmm. Um, we did TV during breakfast. I gave them breakfast in bed one day. That did not work well. There were just pancake crumbs everywhere. I had oh, yeah. to change the sheets. It, <laughs> um, so yeah, there was there was a bit of that. That's funny. Yeah, the dynamic does shift in subtle ways when when it's not the norm. Yeah, we, those are the things that like the kids, not that they look forward to Jeff being gone at all, but when he is gone, it almost feels like those are the things that they can like count on and they look forward to. We are also yeah. big like standards of meals just like drop since Jeff is our primary, <laughs> you know, cook. So there's a lot of like, let's make eggs for dinner. Let's do who wants to do cereal, you know, and a bigger yeah. lunch meal because we're all home then. And I seem to have a little bit more time. Um Totally. And just like kind of a change in the routine, because so much of our routine is based on like his coming and going <laughs> reliably. Right. Um, but I think those kind of things are great. Yeah. And it, and it kind of makes it, like you said, giving them something to look forward to also makes it a little easier for them to deal with the absence yeah. of their parents. So, yeah, I like that. And just in general, breakfast for dinner, I can't say enough about <laughs> Me too. About that. <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. What about you, Liz? Okay. We had like such an epic week of ups and downs that I'm just going to run you run you through <laughs> the highlight. Okay. Wednesday, Jeff went to the hospital and got stitches <laughs> after cli- oh, no. this is uh, a turbo Jeff story. If you guys don't remember, he once hurt himself with a a mop. He was mopping so fast that the edge of the mop, the like handle <laughs> flew off and then he stuck the metal thing back into his leg uh, and was like bleeding. Okay, this is similar oh, to God. that. We are getting the house kind of cleaned up, cleaned out, and he got into like the giant trash can that goes to the curb in the garage to jump on it to make more room. And on one of the ups, cut his face on the garage door, like, uh, rod. Yes. And then wouldn't tell me what he did. So he came and he's, like, bleeding. I'm like, okay, we're definitely, you know, like, this is gross. he was embarrassed? See the cheek fat. I don't know if he was angry. Or he didn't want to worry you. It was, (laughs) I don't know. 
But I was like, what did you cut it on? He's like, metal, metal, metal. So I finally get him to go to the urgent care. He gets, they actually glued it instead of stitches, but um, it, it, the glue is still on there. He has a big like hematoma on his face. And I am I am like in the garage thinking like, what metal did you cut this on? Um, and the only metal I can see are the tracks for the garage door. And so when he came home, I'm like, I have to know what metal you cut it on. Like, are the kids going to cut it? <laughs> He's like, I cut it on the track to the garage door. And I'm thinking like, how'd you do that? He finally had to be like, I was jumping in the trash. I, I got in the trash can and I was jumping on the trash and I oh, cut God. Okay, Terrible so that job. was that was Wednesday. Thursday, we got a babysitter so that we could go to this um, film festival with some friends that was in town. It was like awesome. We are not even at the fi- film festival, and the babysitter calls that Henry has like done something to his foot. <laughs> So uh, I'm like, okay, put him on the phone. He was like doing some gymnastics in the basement. He sounded fine. So we were like, okay, ice it, lay down, read a book, whatever. We'll we'll check it out when we get home. Uh, turns out it's fine. He sprained some ligaments in his foot. So he hasn't been able to walk most of the week. Uh, but Jeez. he, you know, fine. Okay, so those are the downs. Friday, Oliver has his first fencing tournament, and it's all with other kids his age. This is like his first year. They call it electric fencing because he like plugs in. Guys, he won the tournament. He won every oh single one of his matches. Wow. And it was wow. like, we were so excited for him, and I was being trained to like keep score. It's kind of um, hard. So I knew it was coming. But, like, he had no idea. Like, I mean, he knew he kept winning, but it it has a lot to do with, like, how many points the other person is getting, too. And so I could, like, see. I just feel like what a boost for Oliver, who never that's wins anything. That's unbelievable. But to win at your first tournament, is there, like, that, that seems unprecedented. It was, it was amazing. Is he a genius fencer? Um, no, I mean, one, he's at the top of the, <laughs> the age bracket for this um, uh-huh. year. But, I mean... To see the progress, you know, he's had a lot of, like, coordination issues and has uh, he is the one who decided he wanted to fence. And we were like, we're not sure this is the sport for you. But he, like, goes into the basement and practices his footwork. Like, he is very into it. He likes it. And when he won, he was like, well, I won this time, but I might lose next time. (laughs) Like, just very, like, you know, taking it in stride and telling everyone what a good job they did. It was it was really great. And then Sunday, guys, Teddy is, like, officially riding his bike. And this has been this epic thing. So he could ride without training wheels when he was four, but not very far. Mm -hmm. And then he just stopped, would not get on a bike, anything. We just decided on Sunday, like, enough. We know he can do this. This kid, like, skis on one ski. Like, it's not a balance issue. It is a mental issue. Um, So we took him to the park. And then I don't know what switch that we were like, can we bribe you? Can we do this? He just was like, don't touch my bike. I can do this. Maybe we had just worn him down. He just uh-huh. got on and, and rode off. <laughs> and now every morning Whoa. he's like, can I ride my bike? Because we knew he could do it. Mm-hmm. He just got scared about falling, even though I don't know that he had a major fall. So I just feel like we had this epic, epic week That's of triumphs and failures, but we survived. Everyone is is doing well. Henry's on the mend. Jeff's on the mend. <laughs> it's like, whew, we survived. I mean, what a milestone for I mean, winning the tournament and riding a bike on your own. Is there is there a more liberating feeling as a human being than riding your bike on your own for the first time? Congratulations. That's well, thanks. Whew. Well, on that note, we're gonna take another quick break and then we will see you back here for our listener question. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. 
Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget, giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, let's hear today's listener question. Dear Mom and Dad are fighting. My son's third birthday is coming up in a few weeks. My son attends daycare, so for his second birthday, we invited his whole class to a nearby playground. About half of his class came, and it was really nice to see all the little ones playing together. There weren't a lot of birthday parties last year, but it seems like that's changing. We've gone to parties at the local butterfly garden, the insect zoo, and at an indoor water park and playground. Now, as we are planning our son's birthday party, I'm starting to feel anxious. I love birthday parties and was excited to plan and host something at our house, but I don't want him to be the only one having a party at home. My husband and I are focusing on paying off some credit card debt we have accumulated since moving to a pricier state two years ago, so we don't want to spend a ton on a party. I was thinking about doing a backyard playground party with plenty of treats, but are my son's classmates and their families going to look down on us for having a cheaper party? My husband and I came from poorer households, and we're now doing really well. We have a nice but smaller-than-average house, decent cars, and can generally afford what we want. Though we live in a nicer-than-average middle-class community, I'm beginning to realize we may be on the poorer end of average around here, and it's bringing up some childhood insecurities for me. I know that at the end of the day, the only thing that matters is that my son has fun with some friends. We don't care about presents or anything like that. I just don't want my son to grow up feeling like the poor kid on the block in the same way that I did. So how do I let go of these worries and just plan the party we want? Thanks, birthday party cheapskates. Well, first of all, this is your son's third birthday party. So the chances of him remembering this event are pretty slim let alone feeling poor. And I understand you're not necessarily thinking about him having those insecurities this year, but in the future. But children like birthday parties. And birthday parties are often at someone's house. And not everyone's house is the same size. That is just the fact of life. You know, any parent that judges you for living in a smaller home or not having a water park birthday party for a three-year-old is an asshole and not (laughs) someone that you should be overly worried about. What matters is that your son has a good time and his friends have a good time and you can absolutely entertain three-year-olds in your backyard with pin the tail on the donkey and a pinata and some other simple games You can do baked goods for, you know, giveaways instead of buying those little crappy toys that just become junk for parents to take care of. You know, like I think at one of Naima's birthday parties when she was that age, like I made cookies and that was like what I sent home instead of a goodie bag. And everyone loved it and it was fine. Like I understand these insecurities and I understand how hard we want to impress other parents, but I really think you need to focus on your child having a good time and your child will have a good time at a backyard playground party, full stop. 
Yeah, I completely agree with you, Jamila. And I feel it's so much more about the tone you're setting as a host, like emotionally, than it is about what kind of material surroundings you're using. And like, if you are the parent of the kid at the party who's just like totally invested in being weird and goofy and fun, the other kids are going to love that. And therefore, your kid is going to think that you're the coolest because you're the fun parent. You want to be the fun parent. You don't want to be the rich parent. (laughs) That's not an aspiration. Like kids aren't impressed with that. Kids don't care about that. Kids care about fun. And if that is what you are motivated by, to make sure that these kids are laughing and carefree, like Jamila said, it does, it, you know, a backyard is, is one of the great settings for a kid. As long as there's room to run around and scream, that is what you should aspire to. And I'm, I know it's so much easier said than done when you have this childhood stuff. But when you see these other kids laughing, when you see these other kids just being in community with your kid and singing happy birthday maniacally, that's the goal. Full stop. That's it. That's all you That's all you should, should worry about. Yeah. Plus, I think about like having to chaperone at these other parties, right? Like this is not, you are not at the age of drop off birthday parties. The idea of like having a swimming birthday party for a three-year-old to me oh is a nightmare. Like it doesn't even, as a no. parent, I'm like, well, that's great. Now I have to go and I have to be in a bathing suit and I have to do all of this work. When people invite me to a party at their home, I'm like, woohoo, like there's going to be food. (laughs) I'm going to be able to hang out and talk to other adults. And my kid is going to be allowed to like run wild with other children at a place where there are not strangers and there are not like rules other than your house rules and kind of generally being kind to other kids that I need to worry about. So I think if anything, you're doing all of these other people a favor in kind of resetting the, you know, bar on what a three-year-old's birthday party should look like. I know it's hard because you do get caught up in like, am I doing the best thing um, for my kid? And am I doing something that is like fun? And it, it is a little bit about like the parents and the community too. But I completely agree that it is more about your kid having fun. And that is what people are going to remember. I also want to go back to Jamila saying that uh, if someone judges you for it, they're an asshole. I had written down they are someone you don't want to be friends um, with. But I think she's right. Like, if they feel that you don't belong in this group somehow because you planned a lovely party at your house where people had fun, they are an asshole. Like, it shouldn't matter what you actually did. I also want to put into your head that perhaps some of these people are doing parties other places because the resource they have is money and not any kind of time. And what you seem to be able to do is like, this is important to me that I put time into this birthday party, right? And I'm going to I'm gonna do stuff for this party. They instead paid someone else to just take care of it. Show up, play. There's also nothing wrong with that. But I think instead of thinking like, oh, they're going to judge me, just understand that like everyone's resources and capacity for things are different. And so maybe it's what they wanted was kind of a plug and play. And what you want is to be able to say like, I did these special things that are very special to you. And I mean, at the end of the day, one, like Zach said, the three-year-old is not going to remember. But I think what the parents will remember is that like they had a good time. And I think too, it sounds like you just moved and you want to make friends. Yes, uh, an at-home exactly. party is way better for that. Just because it already gets people like over to your house and playing and those connections with like, oh, we you're going to be standing around 
talking and be able to have the adults hang out a little bit too, which I think is super nice. Yeah, this is, I mean, the the home party is like the perfect filter through which to figure out who you're going to discard and who you're going to bring closer. And you'll, I mean, you know, you know, when you meet people, if there's the connection, despite what their income is, like you will, you will resonate with some of these people and you'll follow up with them and hang out. And then the assholes, they won't be invited to the fourth birthday. Okay. Yeah, exactly. I want to, Henry just went to this great at home birthday party. um, Because I would say at this age, like hardly anyone has them at home. And he Mm. went to this party where they invited a bunch of kids over kind of in the evening and they cooked a bunch of things at the house together, which the kids really liked. And like all the kids cooked? Yeah. They just had, she had like a cooking party and the kids made a bunch of food and had a like dinner party and did some arts and crafts. And um, when we picked them up, they had just the best time and it was all stuff you couldn't have really done anywhere else you know i think it was that relaxed atmosphere (laughs) the parents let them (laughs) like set the table and make food and uh it was great it was it was so great and so creative i just had not seen that you know um for a fun party yeah i love it well birthday party cheapskates thank you so much for writing in we definitely want to hear what you end up doing and uh if you had a good time and Anyone else who has party ideas, definitely let us know. We always like to hear uh, what you guys are are putting together. Write to us at momanddad at slate.com or leave us a voicemail at 646-357-9318. And that's it for our show. Remember to subscribe and tell a friend about the show. We'd love to keep expanding this little community of ours. This episode of Mom and Dad Are Fighting is produced by Rosemary Belson and Maura Curry. Alicia Montgomery is VP of Slate Audio. For Jamila Lemieux and Zach Rosen, I'm Elizabeth Newcamp. Thanks for listening. <laughs>